Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, Israel gets a king. Yes! Kings! Finally! Finally! Yeah! Yeah, what makes you say that? Okay, well, okay, back in Deuteronomy, uh-huh. back when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and all the other Old Testament laws, there's a there, lot of them. There were a lot. I don't lot. know if you've done a lot of reading in Numbers and Leviticus. Oh, man. Um, anyway, lots of stuff. He set up all these laws for Israel's kings, and I'm not a math expert, but I know that it's been a long time. There's been a lot of history. We talked about a lot of people since yeah. Moses, but like, like hundreds of years. Yeah, about 300 years, actually. See? So there's this expectation that Israel is going to have kings, but they had had judges, you know, they've had all these guys, right. and we, we've had priests and prophets type guys. So now, how did Israel finally get a king? Well, Eric, I thought you'd never ask. Let's pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 8. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel to Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old and... <laughs> Guys. Sorry. I was... Yeah. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. Behold, you are old. (laughs) Uh, Man, I love when the Bible just cuts straight to the point. Straight to it. It just gets me. You know, every time. Remember, we've heard something similar to this before. Almost we have. exactly. Yeah, way back in season one, when Isaac was getting old and he tells his son Esau, he says, behold, I am old. Go and prepare a meal for me so you can receive your blessing. And, and I don't know about, you know, I don't know the rule, all the social rules back then, but I believe that whenever like you say you're getting old, that's a very different feeling than when someone else tells you that you're getting old. I'm pretty sure Samuel was like, dude, right. Come on. Well, I mean, yeah, it does say that all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to him and said, behold, <laughs> you are old. But, uh, <laughs> so all your friends got together. Yeah. We're all, we all talked. Yeah. You're well, getting listen, old. Samuel was not happy, but it had nothing to do with them calling him old. Oh. He was really upset because they wanted a king. The very next verse says that it displeased him. In fact, one of the translations that you can read says that Samuel thought this request was evil. Dude, evil. Yeah. That's a big, that's a much bigger thing than being displeased. That's right. That's evil. Why? So why? Well, if you read the verse again, he says, it says, behold, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Mm -hmm. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. Okay. Well, it's not always a bad thing to kind of want to be... Uh, they, they look around, yep. they see this is kind of what everyone else is doing, you know, so uh, how is this necessarily like a bad, a bad thing? Well, it was a bad thing because there's a big difference in what God's expectations for Israel's king would be versus how all the kings of all the other nations lived and ruled. You see, in the other nations, the king was like a warrior. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like we've even tried that. Yeah. Like they kind of already took a run at that. Like with the judges, those dudes were like (laughs) the president generals. The president general. They 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 were were kind of like warriors, weren't they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, But God said that when Israel had a king, that the king's job would be most focused on leading the people to keep their covenant with God. And if they did that, then they could, as a nation, be a blessing to all peoples of the earth. Okay. So it wasn't that Samuel was upset that they were asking for a king, because remember... That right. was already in the plans. Was, yeah, it was already in the plans. From before, he was really upset because they wanted like this 
warrior dude to kind of be the guy. You got it. But you know why that was a bad thing? Go on to go ahead and tell us. Well, because the people wanted to put their trust in a man who would be mm. the king, not in God. They wanted this king to lead them instead of wanting to be led by God. Well, you know, and that that seems it seems a little ludicrous. That's a big old word for crazy, right? To me, because I mean, you th- look at all the story, everything we've been talking about since the beginning. God is the one who does all the big stuff. For sure. He's the one who, you know, rescues them from slavery. He he is like the one, if he wasn't involved in a battle, they lost. Right. <laughs> like you go back and look at the battles. He had to be the one who was there. So I, it, okay, I see why he's a little upset. Yeah, he's upset. And so he went and actually told God and was like, God, can you believe what they're asking for? And then God said, Obey their voice and give them a king. All right, so... This section then ends with Samuel warning them. He's, he's saying, guys, this is not going to be as good as you think it's going to be. It's not going to go the way you want it to. And it's, um, you know, as, as kids out there, sometimes your parents have done this, right? Like you nag them for something yes. over and over and over. And they're like, okay, yeah, go right ahead. I will give you what yeah, you want. Give it a shot. And then <laughs> most of y'all know what happens. It doesn't go well. <laughs> it doesn't go well. So who, who is the guy? Who becomes Israel's king? Well, it's this guy named Saul. So, what was special about Saul? I'm glad you asked. Let's find out. You can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 9. Saul was a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. All right. So, he was handsome. Yep. And he's tall. Yep. And that was it. Well, I mean, that's the way he's described, and that seems to be what made the people happy. I mean, think about it. If you were picking out a warrior king, what would you uh-huh. want him to look like? Okay. I mean, I get big and strong, like like King James. King James. You know what? That is a great example. Yeah. LeBron James. He's called the king. He's called, well, He's you're a basketball fan more than me. Oh, 100%. He's called King James, uh, yeah. this quote-unquote king of the NBA. Right. So if... NBA basketball fans were going to pick an actual king of the NBA, who do you think they would choose? Someone like LeBron, who is big and strong and great at basketball, or some short guy with a dad bod? Not, not, not the short guy. I mean, it's like, you look at LeBron, the dude is just jacked. Right. Like, you know, he's, he's just, he is, he is you, you don't have to wonder where muscles go because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like, he's the guy. Yeah, so the what we see is that the people of Israel... Uh, we're more concerned about what was on the outside of a person than what was on the inside. But God thinks about things a little differently. So it makes sense that Saul was the the kind of king that they approved of. They wanted this warrior, and he was taller than anyone else in Israel. And handsome. And now it's time for the question of the day. My name is Eliza, and I'm in the third grade. Saul was in the kind of king God wanted, but what did he do that made him a bad king? That's a pretty good question. That is a great question. And we could answer it several ways, but if you if you keep reading, it after Saul had been king for a while, they were fighting this battle against the Philistines, who were their main enemy at the time. And Samuel, you remember Samuel, he was uh, the prophet who spoke on God's behalf. He told Saul to wait for him to get there before the battle so that they could pray and worship God together. Well, Samuel was a little late. Saul got impatient, and he made an animal sacrifice to God without Samuel. That's a big no-no. That's right. That's a big no-no. That's a big, big no-no, because that was Samuel's job. Right. That's his main gig. His main gig was to lead the people in worship. 
and Saul did it without him. And do you know why Saul did it? Uh, he was just like ready to go. Well, it wasn't. No, he wasn't no? ready to go. Actually, he wanted to make God happy. And oh, okay. he thought if he made God happy, then God would be on their side and they would win the battle. Oh, so kind of like, I'll do this for you. Yep. And FYI, we're heading out to battle. Right. And I'm going to need you to make this happen for me. That seems to have been Saul's motivation for this. Okay. So it kind of sounds like Saul didn't really know God all that well. Like he he thought he had to do like certain things to make God happy. Right. And then, then God would do things that Saul wanted him to do. Kind of like Santa Claus. Oh, that's a great, great example. Yeah. So, I mean, Santa Claus, he's got a list. He's, he's checking it twice. Checking it twice. Going to find out. Who's naughty. And who's nice. Uh-huh. And the nice people get what? They get presents. And the naughty people... They get they get lumps of coal. They get lumps of coal. They get the worst thing that you could get under the Christmas tree. Have you have you really ever like you know just maybe as a joke tried to trick your kids and, and just put some coal out there? I've never done that. Have you? Yeah. No, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. But but see, Samuel viewed God kind of like some people view Santa Claus. That God is going to keep this list, and if you make him happy, then you'll get what you want from him. But God is not like that at all. Mm-mm. What God really wants is your heart. Mm. He doesn't want you to do all of these certain things to make him happy. He wants your heart to be devoted to him. Actually, God knows you can't do all these things to make him happy. He knows it so much that he sent his son, Jesus, so that Jesus lived the perfect life and did all the things that God wanted done. He fulfilled all of that. And if we have faith in Jesus, then God looks at us and is pleased. So this story about Saul, and when we think back on Samuel, it gives us a picture of two different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. There are people who know God, and then there are people who know about God. Right. Saul seems to have been a king who knew about God, but he didn't really know God. So if you're listening to this, here's what God wants more than anything. He wants your heart. He doesn't want you just to know about him. He wants you to know him and be devoted to him and follow him. And the best way to know God is to read the Bible. So that's why you need to subscribe and keep tuning in with us week after week as we keep digging in to more and more of these people in the Bible, as we keep walking through the Old Testament. We're going to do it. We're going to yeah. do the whole thing. Yeah. And, and when we do that, it doesn't just tell us about these people. These stories all tell us something about God. That's right. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. 